Hello, I'm Rena Grobe, and I'm Madhvi Romani, and this is Misinformed, where we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So, Madhvi, what did you get obsessed with this week? This week, I went onto YouTube and I saw the new Paris Hilton documentary. I've always been interested in Paris Hilton because years and years and years ago, I remember watching The Simple Life, which was a show where her and Nicole Richie, as two kind of really rich Americans, went and did things that normal Americans did. It was a reality show. And it was really funny because, you know, she would come around and ask questions like, oh, what's a mop? How do you use it? Or what's Walmart? Do they sell walls there? And it was very entertaining. And my question at that time was, either she's a genius, she's an entertainment genius, and she's playing a role, or she's really, really, really stupid. And I just couldn't figure it out. And I still couldn't figure it out till this documentary. And the answer is, she's a genius. She doesn't know what a mop is. The reason she knows what a mop is, I mean, I don't think that's the only reason, but the documentary reveals that when Paris was a teen, and she was playing up a bit because she was kind of rebelling against her family, which was all very proper. And they used to send the girls to debutante training and etiquette school. And she was kind of rebelling against becoming a Stepford wife type. She started going to clubs and raving and just doing what teenage girls do. And her parents kind of grew exasperated, as some parents do with teens. And then they did a particularly American thing that I just cannot believe is even legal but they sent her to a reformation school or reform school. I would like to interject as a quote-unquote American. I also cannot believe that this shit is legal. Yeah, so it's like an emotional rehabilitation school or something like that. They term it different things. But basically, she's sleeping there one night. Two big guys come, grab her from her bed, kidnap her, basically. It's a legal kind of kidnapping, I guess, because the parents agree to it. Like I said, can't believe it's legal. And then they take her to some school in the middle of nowhere, like Utah. And in these schools, it's been documented and, you know, it has been coming to light even until now that a lot of these schools are very abusive, physically, emotionally. They medicate their students. They put them into isolation. And these are just kids, you know. So she has a history of trauma. And one day when she was put into isolation with no clothes on for, I think she said 20 hours. She says the only way that she survived it was thinking about all the things she was going to have and all the things she was going to do when she got out of there. And as we know from Paris Hilton, when she got out of there, she's living this superstar life. She became very famous. She was famously the first person to be famous for nothing, but she did it very well she is making a lot of money. She's one of the highest paid DJs in the world. She gets one million per night. She has a massive product line. She has a brand in herself. And all of that kind of comes out of this trauma. And it was a really interesting documentary because she was also the first sort of influencer, I mm. guess. Kim Kardashian was her assistant. Kardashian learned a lot from her. And Kardashian is also kind of famous for being just famous and made a lot of money off this kind of personal branding thing that Paris Hilton pioneered. So I just thought it's a really fascinating documentary and there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, it's for free on YouTube. You should all go watch it. 
I think the thing in the documentary that kind of stuck out the most to me was she keeps talking about her brand, my brand, my brand, my brand. And we were having a discussion about this, not questioning the purpose of the documentary because it was incredibly interesting. And I'm sure that it'll bring a lot of attention, a lot of needed attention to these schools and all the terrible things they do. Because, you know, she meets up with a bunch of her old classmates and they sort of talk about their trauma. And I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to live through something like that. But she mentions her brand all of the time and how up until now she didn't want to talk about any of this because it would affect her brand. Because, you know, like Generation Z, the next generation, right? They're sort of, you know, when people discuss Instagram trends and all that, they sort of talk about how, oh, all this curated feeds of beauty and beautiful travel spots, this is out. The next generation, they're so socially conscious. They want genuine interactions they don't want picture perfect sort of things and so i guess there's like this question of oh okay so like paris hilton she's very smart super intelligent so is this her sort of cottoning on to this because i think that like it's an interesting time for this documentary to come out because with covid a lot of people are losing their jobs poverty is on the rise influencers are losing their relevance exactly and as the og influencer Paris Hilton would not be where she is today if she wasn't super strategic about everything she does. And I know that it's just pure coincidence that the documentary came out now with COVID because it's obviously been in the works for a lot longer. But this idea of authenticity and genuineness that she like even mentions in the documentary from straying away from before, it's the trend now, isn't it, with influencers? Just like the time of a political influencers is over, also the time for overly manicured picture perfect influences over and i think paris knows that not to say that this is the only reason why she's coming out with that story now yeah exactly so there are two things happening here which is why it's a bit difficult we, we were just discussing before we came on how do you separate these two things because on one hand it is good that she's using her influence and her position to really bring light to what's happening in these schools and this stuff is still going on and it's awful but on the other hand the documentary starts with her sort of testing out her voice and she does that vocal fry thing, but that's not her real voice. And she does that Paris babyish voice and she's trying to find her own voice. And that's really, that's a process that all of us as people and as women and especially people who go through trauma have to come out of their silence. And sometimes it does take years to do that. I just think the timing is very interesting. I remember reading a memoir from one of the few women paparazzi who worked in Hollywood. And she said, you know, Paris used to just sit out on the terrace to be like photographed all the time in one of the restaurants in, in LA because she wanted to be famous. And people used to jostle a lot and punch each other and everything because to get the right photo, because they could sell these photos for like a million, especially of Paris Hilton. And when Paris Hilton came out of court once, this female photographer, I've forgotten her name, she got jostled and got knocked sideways and she got a picture of Paris from the side. And that was the picture that made her a bunch of money because Paris Hilton happened to be carrying the Bible with her, like low-key in her hand. The paparazzi thing is sort of... Because paparazzi have kind of become a little bit irrelevant, haven't they? With Instagram now, celebrities and influencers are in charge of their own stories. You know, we don't have to wait for a paparazzi photo to see what they're doing or what they're wearing. Obviously, paparazzi is still a thing, but celebrities and people in the public light have a lot more control over their public image. And I definitely think that Paris Hilton knows that. 
So I think that like a documentary is just, it's another way to control her public image. I also feel like maybe there's a bit of, you know, that idea of, have you ever seen the movie Pitch Perfect? No. There's a character called Fat Amy in it, played by Rebel Wilson. And Anna Kendrick's character asks her, why do you call yourself Fat Amy? And so she says, so that skinny bitches like you won't do it behind my back. And I wonder if there's like a little bit of that to it. It's like she knows that she can harness the story for her own, not her own purposes, because I don't, I in no way want to accuse her of exploiting her own trauma. Well, I think what's interesting here that you haven't mentioned maybe is the fact that Paris Hilton, for example, grew up with Ivanka Trump, is kind of a Trump supporter. She is? Yes. That's so, in- I, I, I mean, figured her family would, be, I mean, as you saw, you know, they, she was talking about how when she was younger, she used to refer to the president as Georgie Bush. I don't know with recent events if that's still the case, but I know traditionally, yes, she, I mean, maybe the first ra- way around, I think she did vote for Trump. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think definitely she's very Republican. She has been caught. There are lots of tapes of her saying the N-word, being really derogatory to Jewish people, to gay people, which is all, obviously, she was born into a very rich family and they're super conservative Americans and she's white and blonde and all of that kind of stuff. So she does come from this position of privilege. So when you say, what were you saying? Well, well, in terms of exploiting her trauma, because sort of not exploiting her trauma, but like taking control of her own narrative that if, you know, in the age of the internet where everything's Googleable and you can sort of dig up anything, I feel like she must have known that it was only a matter of time before this part of her life came to light somehow. She's smart enough to realize that in an age of authenticity, she can harness her own story in a way that will elevate her popularity. But I don't want to say make her relevant again, because all of these things sound incredibly terrible, especially in light of the trauma and the horrible things that have happened to her. But I kind of feel like, yeah, it just, it, the whole thing leaves, it kind of makes you think, hmm, okay. I mean, she's clearly processing, she's clearly trying to deal with her trauma, But why in such a public light, other than to bring attention to such a horrible thing? Am I being cynical again? Well, like I was saying, we have to acknowledge the fact that she's really smart and she's a master storyteller. And she is not that relevant. She's got 13 million followers on Instagram, whereas Kim Kardashian has... I think like 180 million. And she has, I mean, she does have a very strong following. She has all these little Hiltons who... Yeah, that's a whole thing. Do you want to explain the Little Hiltons? I don't even get it myself. Actually. She just she refers to her fans as Little Hiltons. And there's a scene where she goes to Korea and two Little Hiltons flew 30 hours. I don't think she says where exactly they flew in from to meet her at the airport in Korea. And I actually thought that the scene with the Little Hiltons was the saddest one in the entire movie. Well, not the saddest, but a, a documentary because... She points them out to her security guard and asks that they be brought over to her. And she says hi to them. She talks about how she loves them so much. I was like, oh man, this woman is so desperate for attention and love. And these these are people who admire the, the version of her that she's presented to the world. And she just wants to be accepted so badly that these fans, they're low-key stalking her, right? They're so devoted that they follow her around the world. In a scene later, she's in this heart-shaped, ball pool and they're there with her and I was like she doesn't really know these people these are fans yeah so on American Meme Netflix documentary that was about influencer culture 
that was released a couple of years ago, she says that she really feels truly loved by her fans. She also invites them into her home and stuff like that. It's a bit, I mean, I don't want to say Michael Jackson because that was a bit pedophilic, but he used to have that thing as well. I don't know. It's a strange relationship, right? So she does have a very strong fan base is what I was saying, but she's not Kardashian. In the documentary, one of the paparazzi says she was taking like selfie at some point or videoing herself and he had never seen anyone do that before. So she basically invented the selfie, invented influencer culture as we know it. And it all came from trying to portray this amazing, perfect facade and this completely superficial image. And the reason she wanted to make so much money and show how much stuff she had was just so that she felt secure, which is like influencer culture right now is based on luxury items, is based on superficiality and perfection. And she does say at some point, well, she looks at the monster that she's created and it's come out of trauma. So I found that really telling. So maybe she's trying to also break that, which is a good thing, I think. But then again, it also reminded me of like Juno Diaz. Juno Diaz is the Dominican writer who, during the Me Too movement, wrote about how he was abused as a child in a really good story in The New Yorker. And then it turned out after he had written this, that he had abused a bunch of women and girlfriends in the past as well. So there were two sides of this whole thing. And I think there are also two sides of Paris Hilton. And I think that's what we're trying to get at here. There's just not one narrative, which is Paris Hilton, the trauma victim. That's one side of it. And I think on the other side, there is immense privilege and bigotry and values that are slightly off and problematic. It was also kind of going back to the fans loving her. I think it's also there's a thing of not to analyze her too much, because God knows I'm not qualified for that, but the sort of unconditional love there, because she was betrayed by the two people who are meant to look after you and your parents, you know, they're meant to... Yeah. Basically, everything parents stand for, they betrayed. And even later when she talks to her mom about it, her mom says, I'm so proud of you, you're so strong. I was like, why don't you just apologize to your daughter for having her kidnapped and then abused for years maybe that moment happened off camera and we just weren't privy to that but also at one point her sister nikki hilton says have you ever apologized to mom and dad and i was so mad i have a question about that did she know about Mm. the abuse or not at this point because she might have just thought paris was acting up and she was being a really bad teenager and then she went off to school and she didn't realize all the other stuff so i'm not sure well i guess it's very unclear right because we have to trust the documentary because you're right at the point in the documentary when this scene is shown it's towards the beginning of the documentary when she hasn't really even gone into her trauma in detail so at that point as a viewer we are meant to i guess think that nikki doesn't know yet the full extent Mm. But that thing, what you were saying about her being betrayed and and unconditional love, that's also why she says, I want to make a billion dollars so that I will never have to rely on my family or worry about anything ever again. Like she could be completely independent, she feels, with a billion dollars. And I'm just like, wait, maybe a million or two million would be enough. But okay, even 10 million, but a billion. And what's really funny is I was looking at an article in Refinery29. They did a a Women in Greed series. Her perfume business alone at that point, when this article was written, was worth 1.3 billion. So 
I'm not even sure what Binion figure she's aiming for exactly in, I don't know, in the bank? Oh, sure. Maybe personal worth, because I don't know about whether her companies, if she gets all those money. Again, definitely not qualified to talk businessy things. But also what's really interesting about Paris Hilton is just this break between everything that she's showing that she is. She's like happy. She's just so sexy. She gets to travel around the world and do so many things. But she's actually in reality exhausted. She has no good relationships with men. She's been to all these cities. She never sees any of them. She does not enjoy her life. She's just running and running and there's no pleasure really there what a shame she says something really interesting at one point when she's in the pool in Mykonos she says I never want to grow up she's 39 yeah because she's trying to reclaim her child Mm -hmm. isn't she again it kind of reminds me of Michael Jackson there's a very Peter Pan-esque kind of thing there that but it's stemming from trauma but as far as we know Paris Hilton has yet to abuse small children (laughs) has yet to no that wasn't (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't it's on to, her bucket list. Um, that wasn't meant to sound Please don't honest. sue us, Paris. I didn't intend to imply that she's going to do it. But I guess it's probably just the nature of the abuse she has suffered, right? Michael Jackson was sexually abused as a child, if I'm remembering that correctly. I mean, I think physically as well. Yeah, well, Emotionally as well, everything. Just he was very, very messed up. messed up. And I think that the nature... God, I'm definitely not qualified to talk about this. But like the nature of their abuse was so different that I think that the way it's manifesting itself in their adult lives is super different. Because you're right, they both didn't they both didn't want to grow up, but Michael Jackson like literally constructed a Peter Pan world for himself and tried to actually go back to being a child. Whereas the things that Paris Hilton is doing, partying drugs. Teenager. It's teenager. Yeah. But she's still all in pink and glittery. Yeah, she's doing the sexy baby thing. I thought the part in the documentary where she's talking with her old classmates and one of them says that she was always really, really quiet. And then one day in like economics class, she raises her hand and just completely with confidence and clearly explains this economic principle. And she was like, oh my God, this girl is really, really smart. So we know Paris is smart, but she's also highly traumatized. Which I think is a phenomenon that you see in a lot of successful people, don't you? Yes. To have that level of ambition and drive, you have to be driven by something. Because people who have... Oh, God. I always feel like I accidentally make very controversial statements. You need to have something to prove in order to set yourself the goal of, I'm going to have a billion dollars. As we've said multiple times, she's really, really smart. And... I, we highly recommend going to watch the documentary. You can see it for free right now on YouTube and then send us your messages if you think that we're being unfair. Yeah. What's your take on Paris Hilton? And on that note, here are our three things you can do this week to be a better person. Number one, on Paris Hilton's Instagram account, you can find her petition to close down these abusive schools in the U.S. So go and sign that and support that movement. Thing two, be mindful when you're on Instagram. Remember, the reason you're struggling is because you're comparing your behind the scenes to everyone's highlight reel. Instagram is fake and it's curated. And thing three, the documentary is about Paris trying to find 
her own voice. And like I said, when the documentary starts, she's experimenting with different voices. Maybe be mindful of which voices you're using, your physical voice, in different situations to see what is true and what is false and why and where that's coming from and how it feels because that's kind of what this whole documentary is about and it's an interesting subject to delve into. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you like, you can share your internet obsessions with us. Tweet us at the underscore miss underscore informed or follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed. You can also send us an email at misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. You can also listen and subscribe via YouTube. For news about the show or upcoming events and links to all our sources, references and other geeky inspiration, subscribe to our newsletter. You can find the link via our Instagram. We are an independent, non-profit podcast. If you would like to show us some love, you can make a one-off donation via our SoundCloud or support us on Patreon at patreon.com misinformed. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.